This is the Get Greater podcast, maximising finances for university students, thanks to the University of Newcastle and Greater Bank. This is the Get Greater podcast. Whilst we cannot give you any specific advice, here are some examples that may help you gain a better understanding of banking so you can make better choices. The University of Newcastle Finance Academy and the Greater Bank presents Get Greater, a podcast about maximising your finances during your time as a University of Newcastle student. Tips and tricks about how to save better, spend smarter and invest wiser. General advice in this podcast has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any advice, consider its appropriateness. Consider the relevant disclosure documents, which include product disclosure statements for any financial products and seek advice from a licensed financial advisor to decide what is right for you. Whilst we cannot give you any specific advice, here are some examples that may help you gain a better understanding of banking so you can make better choices. Hello everyone and welcome to the Get Greater podcast. I'm here with Robin and Angus. How are you guys? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Very good. So today we're going to be talking about moving out of home, which is something that I haven't done, but I'm thinking of doing. So just to start off, so I'm thinking of moving out of home. Do you have any advice for me? Uh, because I'm, I'm looking for somewhere to live. Do you have any advice for me? So you're looking to first find a place to, to move out to. Yeah. So um, if you come into the University of Newcastle, they have a lot of variety of accommodation that you can go for. So they have sort of single, single containment units all the way up to shared living. Obviously, the price varies between that, but uh, it's, it's a really good opportunity to make friends that are also studying at the campus. But if you're looking to move out of home and not live on campus, then there's a lot of opportunity for that as well. And Robin, do you have any advice for me? Yeah, I think that the key thing is definitely make sure that before you start your search, you have enough time to calculate all of the costs and to weigh up all of the pluses and minuses of the different properties because finding a place to live is a mission. And remember, if you commit to it, you're in a legally binding lease for as long as the lease lasts. So I'd say definitely giving yourself enough time and making a plan is really important and also just making a budget. But I think we're going to get into that today. Yeah. Um, just another thing on trying to find a place because of COVID, it's actually really difficult to find unoccupied housing around Newcastle, especially close to the CBD. So definitely giving yourself enough time um, and looking at areas maybe outside the CBD uh, is very important when trying to find them. Absolutely. And you also have to consider, just as you were saying, the area in which you want to live, like, is it within walking, biking, driving distance of where you're work studying? And does it have the basic necessities, whatever those are for you? It might be a coffee shop right across the road or it could be a pharmacy. But yeah, I think definitely research and time for research is super important. What about, obviously, you two are university students. What about the type of people you live with? Do you have any advice for maybe people that have different jobs or um, people who live different lifestyles? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of, as we're saying about finding a place, um, a lot of the online places you can look for actually give you a little blurb um, and a description about the people that you want to live with. If you're moving into a share house or you're looking for roommates, which is always good because you sort of get ingrained within um, Newcastle and you can make some friends through that way. But yeah, they have a blurb on who you're actually going to live with and sort of match up with your personality um, and your lifestyle. So if you're not a morning person at all um, and you're going to move in with some tradespeople, maybe that's not the best idea because you know they'll be up early. If you're 
going to be out and about all day. Maybe look for shift workers because then they're going to be asleep through the middle of the day. Um, so it's just sort of matching people that will match your lifestyle is probably one of the best things well, um, to I'm, do with those websites. I'm definitely not a morning person, so I don't think I'll be moving in with any tradies. What about, so I've, I've, I've found a place to live. I'm living with some people. What, um, what are the different sort of costs and expenses that I will incur when living out of home? So I think when we're talking about costs, there's two things you need to consider. You need to consider your upfront one-off sort of costs. And these can be whether you have to book a mover if you already have some staff, a bond, rent in advance if you need it, and any connection fees. And so different types of properties, as Angus says, have like all different types of costs included, but just be aware of what are the upfront costs of moving and what are the ongoing costs. And so these are the costs that are going to occur regularly throughout your tenancy. Um, And that's sort of rent, internet, utilities, electricity, gas, groceries, any transportation or parking costs. And I think as well, as Angus was saying, if you live with people, you might be able to share some of these costs, which definitely will help you. So shared living will reduce your costs? Definitely. So generally around Newcastle CBD area, the rent for just a single housing or person is around $500. And it, obviously, if you can cut that down by living with other people, that's always good. Finding, like anywhere, Newcastle's a, a city, so there's different areas that are going to cost different things. So definitely shop around and see what the best place for living is for you. And that also goes back to giving yourself a lot of time to make sure you're moving into the right area with the right people. Definitely. So we've talked about shared living can reduce your costs. What are some other strategies that, that you two use to keep your costs nice and low so you have you have more money to spend on the things you like? Uh, well, one of the main ones is online marketplaces. So recently I had to go buy a rug and if you just go on all sorts of different online marketplaces. Um, you can find a variety of different ones for a variety of different prices. Uh, and that's not just for rugs. You can pretty much buy anything online these days. So secondhand. So, so yeah, secondhand so secondhand things. would be the best way to do that. That would be one of the biggest ways you can save money, especially moving out of home. You don't realize the stuff you might need, the furniture, the cutlery, the um, the cooking utensils, everything like that. Okay, all adds up it seems. Yeah, definitely. Definitely write a list. If you really need to, if you don't have anything. I think as well, it's really important to pay attention to bills, not only just shopping around for bills and comparing bills, but being aware that some of them only have a very short introductory offer. And so they might quote you a rate, but that rate may expire in three months or however long they've stated for. So actually be quite careful of the terms and conditions of really like flashy rates just to get you in the door because you don't want all of a sudden a spike in your internet bill and then oh my goodness I can't afford it I'm short this month. Um, another thing with telecommunications companies is they usually give you the set price of how much it's going to cost uh, and then there's some extra fees uh, you might have to do a connection fee if that house previously wasn't with that telecom and then also modems modems are actually quite expensive yeah. uh, and a lot of them will sort of hide that cost in there and then other ones have sort of term contracts where you need to have it for two years and then you get it for free stuff like that so yeah shopping around is definitely the best way to get the best bang for your buck definitely and i think as well if you are going to move into shared accommodation which let's face it for students living in newcastle that is often the reality it's really important to set some ground rules with your new sort of roommates or flatmates around who pays the bills when they're paid and agree on proportions of who's going to pay what and whose name it's going to be in because if the bill is under your name and you're unable to pay that bill or you move out and the bill still is in your name and it's not paid. 
that's going to damage your credit now and far into the future. So it's really important to set those ground rules straight away. And if you're unsure, maybe just get something in writing. Yeah, that's definitely get everything in writing that you can. So Um, make sort of contracts with the people that you live with too. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like maybe send them an email or even just screenshot chats where you said that this is the agreed upon term. Um, It's just a a good thing to do. Um, So you know for certain that this is how much they've got to pay and then they know as well. You can look back on that that agreed term. And I think something that I have been doing since I moved out of home is having all the bills I can direct debited on a certain day after I get paid and that way I'm not forgetting to pay my bills because that used to be a thing for me. Sounds silly, but it used to be a thing I would forget to pay my bills even though I had the money. So direct debits can be really handy. Just one tip as well is when you move into uh, like housing or apartments, um, if something breaks, a lot of people don't know this, but you don't actually have to foot that bill. It's the job of the landlord or the, the owner of the property to pay for that, to keep it in a functional condition. So. Yeah, so just email your your real estate agent or Lisa, whoever it may be, and then they'll get someone out to fix that and you don't have to pay for it. That's such a good point. This is the Get Greater podcast. Rate and review us. It doesn't cost a cent. Do it now, wherever you listen. Um, Okay, so we've obviously talked about cutting expenses, but what are some hacks, some sort of tips that you guys have to really reduce the amount spent. Yeah. So like I said before, uh, online marketplaces are a really good way to do that. Uh, There's also tons of student discount websites that you can go on that will sort of give you discounts on pizzas, give you discounts on all these sorts of different services. So those are also a good thing to take advantage of. Another one is public transport. Public transport is pretty good around the university campuses. So definitely take advantage of that. That also factors into looking at where you're going to live, see if that's an opportunity for you. And then also there's free parking if you don't want to take public transport. There's free parking around the beaches and then different areas throughout Newcastle. So definitely have a look at that. And it's a pretty small CBD, so walking isn't that bad. And we also have the new tram, so that is um, something you should take advantage of as well. And the final one I would say is don't buy a lot of perishable food when you first sort of move in. It's a bit of an adjustment, even if you're living on your own and just cooking for yourself. You're not, your parents aren't or your significant other isn't buying all your food for you. So you can get into spots where you've bought all this food and then it just goes out of date and you have to throw it out. Yeah, uh, that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, okay. Robin, do you have any tips? Pre-plan things if you don't have a car. I do have a car, but I see a lot of my friends being super guilty of Ubering everywhere and spending a lot of money because they don't live in Newcastle and they can't always take the bus. And so... Being aware of, as Angus said, transport, but also realising what comes with that. So looking at your timetables and looking at when you're going to need a car for grocery shopping or having groceries delivered as well can be a great way to save money on the Ubers. And just another sort of thing to keep in mind is when you're moving into a house, it's usually best to get put on the lease. It just saves you a lot of problems that might arise around that. Um, when you're on the lease, you have a lot more rights. You can't get sort of evicted willy-nilly. And it also adds to your sort of rental history, uh, which is really good for trying to find places in the future. Why is it important to, you know, you talked about paying bills. Why is it so important to make sure that you're paying those bills now? Well, once you start paying bills, and you don't start missing payments you're building a credit score you're building a financial score that says I can financially support myself I don't regularly 
miss paying my bills and I am responsible and that allows you to take on more financial responsibility in the future depending on what your score is. So keeping it in great health and building it, super important. Yeah, so banks will look at that and go, should we give you this loan for this new car or this house? And they'll look through your history and go, well, you missed your rent multiple times through staying there. You didn't pay your phone bill, stuff like that. So they look at that and they sort of see it as reasons why they shouldn't give you that loan or they'll give it to you at a high interest rate, which is just lost money. Definitely. Just to circle back to what Angus was saying about being on the lease as well, it's super important if you pay some money towards a bond that um, you are on the lease. So if you do move in and they ask you to contribute to a bond, if you want to get that back, you do need to be on the lease so that it's released to you when your tenancy ends and you get your share back that you contributed. Otherwise, you're just trusting your roommates to pay you that back once you leave. Um, and if you all go your separate ways, it might just get caught up in everyone moving out and you might get lost there. So like Robin said, definitely get put on the lease uh, if you want your bond back and if they're, ask- if they're asking for a bond. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, I now feel prepared to move out of home and face all the expenses that come. So thank you, Robin, and thank you, Angus. This has been the Get Greater podcast. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. This is the Get Greater podcast. Save a stamp. Drop us an email to tell us what you want to learn about your finances. Finance Academy at newcastle.edu.au.